Adams up. Hello, y'all. Episode 39 coming your way. Makes me think of a Queen song. Oh, yes. 39. 39. That's one of my favorite songs. Absolutely. So I I, I knew I'm going to get some feedback here. Excellent uh, connection. Do you know the song? Uh, Yes, I do. Because okay. I've listened to it's it's on Night at the Opera, right? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I've listened to that front to back, but I, right now I can't drum up the tune in my head. And I wouldn't even take a shot at singing <laughs> it, but it's a it's a slower tune, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they all come in, harmonize, and sing on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's sort of like an acoustic song. Right. Can you hear my? Oh, here he goes. See, he said to get rolling. Can you hear me calling you? No help? No, <laughs> no, you no, no, no. I don't want to step on that. There we go. Uh, it's got a great theme. Very science fiction theme to it. And I love it. Yep. Anyways, anytime you talk about Night of the Opera, you always got to talk about the B songs. Yes. <clears throat> to me, they're the best. So, I agree. Enough about that. We are at Potoms Up. And uh, we have a beautiful fall afternoon going on around here in Michigan. And... Because of that, we have this. Oktoberfest beer. That's right. Uh, I was just at an Oktoberfest party or gathering or whatever it was. Although it didn't quite feel like Oktoberfest because I was in Atlanta. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that was weird. I saw those on Facebook and it's just, eh. It's just like North Carolina um, (laughs) craft beer. (laughs) It's just not right about it. Christmas in Key West, right? Yeah, um, uh, but I, I, the, the the bar that we were at really tried hard to make it seem as much like Oktoberfest as possible. I mean, all the staff was wearing lederhosen, and there's a there's a word for the uh, for the dresses that the ladies wear um, during Oktoberfest, and they had. Uh, um, a, I, think, I think they're called Busta Poppins. <laughs> Bottoms up. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> um, they had a beer, a Stein holding contest. Um, the guy I was with did respectable, came in fourth. It held a liter of beer out with a straight arm for as long as you could. The remaining champion who wins every year was knocked off the pedestal oh. by a newcomer. Was it you? Um, uh, no, you, you know, I didn't participate because I didn't want the full pint of beer. Yeah, I mean, the full what? liter. Hold on. I didn't, I didn't participate because I didn't want the full liter of beer. Uh, because I just get warm before I finish it, you know? I mean, this thing is huge, right. you know? And so I'm like, uh, you know, I knew, I mean, plus I know I wouldn't have been able to compete, um, but that wouldn't have probably stopped me. I was more just I didn't, you know I was I was doing pretty good on the boot. Oh uh, yeah, I saw the picture of that. Yeah, the boot yeah. being passed That's around. Boot. So they had these boots that were two liters. They hold two liters of beer Holy and they pass cow. them around. Mm. And you know some people are like, oh the germs, but most people were like, whatever, it's beer. <laughs> it's beer in a boot. Yeah. Come, on, yeah. come on, how often do you do this? You know. Um, but yeah, the world record for holding a uh, Stein out is uh, twenty minutes and some odd seconds. That isn't that long. Uh, no, that's very long. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm saying it. I thought you were going to say a much longer period. Well, you would think that, and 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 I started to think, you know, how, like, what are we going to see here? As they were talking about the contest, how long is it going to go? 
So I Googled the world, the world record, and it was 20 minutes. And I said, we won't see anything close to 10 minutes then here. Uh, four minutes, six seconds was wow. the winner. That's it, eh? Yeah. And this is a guy that wins every year. But he, he lost this year to a guy. That, and it's a pint? No, it's a liter. Liter. Oh, a liter. Okay. And it's a big glass stein. So that's so the, the, 33 ounces in a glass and stein. And I would say the glass has got to weigh at least two pounds. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's... Big robot. No, it's I don't, I don't know what the total style. weight is. It's it's probably closer to ten pounds, maybe, that you're holding out there. You know. Do you remember that um, thing we went to for Chow and Royal yeah. Oak? Yeah. Remember, I, I was in that. Yes. That beer can holding. Yeah, the, hold the beer cans. Yes. I lasted quite a while. I, I yeah. did all right. That yeah. was that was hard. I mean, and I was like vibrating. Uh, <laughs> and, and you could see with the with the steins as soon as the shaking started. You you had thirty seconds maybe like you couldn't you couldn't maintain uh, you know that level of stress and and uh, muscle strain once you got to that point much longer um, and, and as soon as they bent their elbow or lowered the stein or whatever they You're they out. were out you know um, but it was pretty exciting but anyway so it is October fest time although they have October fest in September in Munich that's when it starts right yeah. Yeah, just I think it just goes to like the first couple of days of October. Hmm. It is a September thing. So tell us about the Oktoberfest beer. Uh, so this is a Bell's product. Uh, they call it a uh, Marzen, a Marzen beer. And uh, Nobs, you did a little bit of uh, um, research on Marzen, right? Yeah, I was interested by the name and why an Oktoberfest beer was named after March. And it turns out in Bavaria, in the 1500s, they had a ordinance that you couldn't brew beer during the summer. So this one was brewed in March with, with more hops and alcohol so that it would last the summer and they would crack it up in, in the fall time. Yeah, and I can taste the hops um, versus other Oktoberfest beers. You know, when I think of the Oktoberfest beers, I, I do think of the malty, caramel, mm-hmm smoother and I, I can really taste it's, it's not a hoppy beer but I can taste the hops you know I mean a, a, a standard beer out of the tap at you know any bar that I might go to would be the Santa Adams Oktoberfest yeah I, I like that beer it, this definitely has a lot more uh, f- flavor to it a lot more oomph yes oompapa oompapa <laughs> uh, than that um, that was my initial reaction. Um, it's got a nice color. You have the red glass, Fred. <laughs> well, the back of it's clear. Yeah, I, I think the color's okay. I think the the, yeah. the, the color's just all right. It's well, like a light copper, do you call it? <clears throat> yeah, maybe? yeah. I mean, it's it, it's certainly Oktoberfest uh, color. I really like the Oktoberfest beer that they were pouring in the boot, um, and that was much richer. But again, mm. it was that richer, maltier flavor, where this still has that hoppy. Uh, uh, refreshment to it, mm-hmm. you know, because that's what what I think about when I think about hoppy beers is is that refreshing taste. So, what do you think, Hobbs? I think it's for me. Uh, it's got good flavor for being a little bit on the lighter color side. I think it was six point five percent alcohol. Five point five. Oh, five five. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's good. It's good, refreshing yeah. flavor. Um. Pretty pretty basic uh, kind of you know label and all from from Bell's right. Is it just uh, 
Oktoberfest beer is all it says, and a little bit about how everyone's favorite time of year is uh, the fall. In fact, I just had that conversation with somebody, and I was wondering if it's just cliche that, you know, people from the Midwest, especially the northern Midwest, what's your favorite time of year? Fall, right? Like that, almost everybody universally says that, you know. Everybody but Sugar Bear. <laughs> <laughs> my problem with fall is is I agree. I, I've probably said that on many occasions, my favorite time of year. It's just too short. Yeah. I would gladly give up some winter and some spring mm-hmm. to have a longer fall. Keep summer as it is. It's mm-hmm. fine. But, uh, yeah, I, I understand that. It's just not long enough, though. We do. I mean, there, there are years that we get, you know, into December. Yeah. I would say I'd rather have summer longer, personally. Well, I think we want it to be longer if it started earlier. Yeah. Ours didn't start till what, late July, mid-July? This year it started late. late. Yeah. I mean, J- July and August were decent months yeah. up here, but uh, it took a while for, for it to get going. June was really bad. But. And spring was uh, wet and ugly. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah fall's all right. Spring. I would say fall's my second favorite. Um, summer first. Yeah, yeah. Winter here is our natural disaster. We don't we don't get uh, wildfires, earthquakes, tornadoes usually. Winter is our natural disaster. So, if it was a week, it'd still be too long for me. I'm gonna reserve judgment a little bit on this beer until we get closer to the uh, to the end of the segment. Um, to see how much I, I, I enjoy it going forward. Because I'm leaning more men, not for me, right now. I don't know that I'm... I really even had Oktoberfest beers. Like, you guys are talking about the Boston... Sam Adams. Sam Adams one. I don't even know I've had that before. And I'd have to look up the one that I that I had down in Atlanta, uh, which I thought was really good. In fact, I had ordered a beer, uh, a, a special tap that they had. And actually, I was waiting for the boot to come back around. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like this is this is better. And I think when I did order my next pint, I I, I don't remember if I got the same one. So, question the about the boot. Yeah, is that something that you ordered for yourself, no. or is it like the table orders it? No, no, it's free. What? The bar just has it. Around? Yeah, the bar just keeps them going. Yeah, they have, they had two of them, and they pour them up, and then hand them to the first guy in the bar, or hand them some at the table, and then it just could pass around till it's empty, and then. Deliver it back to the bar, and he fills it back up again. Oh, I like that. What kind of magical place is this? <laughs> <laughs> it, Were there unicorns there? Let me, let me, whatever plans we had for that evening they got never, never materialized, <laughs> yes. Yeah, it, it was a go-hard-early day, for sure. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, uh, It was nap time uh, right, yeah. after Oktoberfest. And we, we started, like, at 11, like we... Kind of slept in, didn't really have a breakfast. Okay, let's get down there, you know. It's kind of like our beer fest day. Then. Yeah, yeah, ordered some pretzels and whatnot. Um, now, I'm drinking pints because that's the way I like to drink, right? And uh, and then I'm drinking out of the boot. The guy that I was with, he uh, he had two and a half liters himself. <laughs> what do you mean? Two and a half of those Stein liters. That's what he drank in like two hours. It's a crazy amount of beer, in my opinion. A crazy amount of liquid in general. That's yeah. That's I. I, I just you know, I, I couldn't believe how fast he was done the first one. <laughs> I still I had not finished my pint and he was done a liter. <laughs> now you know I gab right, so that, right. that's my problem. But you yeah. Uh, now 
it's also, I'm not going to say that he didn't show it. <laughs> it wasn't like, oh, this guy can really hold his beer. There was cause and effect going on, wasn't <laughs> yes. there? Uh, anyway. Well, back to this beer. Um, it's not at this point doing much for me. I, I'm not sure what to think about it. So I, I'm going to, I think I'm going to withhold judgment because I hmm. am not super familiar with the Oktoberfest beers. So I'll wait on this. But right now, it's it's not tickling my fancy too much. But I want to give it a fair shot. Yep, that is uh, that is true. You're gonna finish it. What you're saying? Oh, I may have to finish it, and it's usually that last sip that tells you. Okay, well, on to what matters in the world, and it really does matter in the world. Trump's corruption has impacted everything. And everybody, it seems. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Are we, are we we are at a new low, right? The bottom, you mean? I don't know. No, we're not at the bottom. <laughs> On our way. No, I mean, if we ever thought there was a bottom to this administration and and to this person, I I, I, I we've been proven wrong every time, right? Yeah. Um, you, you know, I, I heard some folks talking on the. On the uh, on the tube the other day about oh you know who it was it was uh, uh, Conway George George oh yeah and the the belief that Trump would be better that he would grow into the role that it couldn't be this bad uh, and he's always been a conservative so when Trump won he talks about how he was even excited that that happened. And, of course, he's been one of his biggest critics. And what it really comes down to is that it's as bad, if not worse, than he ever imagined. And there has been no growth. You know? that, And and and, and when you think about the things that he is doing today, I, I, I just had the discussion about why would he allow this to ha- take place in Syria and Turkey? And I, I, I said, you know, there, there's a couple of possibilities, and some are more plausible than others. Like, okay, maybe he really does feel that this is in the U.S. best interest and that we're actually helping national security by pulling out of Syria. Maybe. Maybe he's just fulfilling a campaign promise that he said he's going to end the endless wars, right? And so consequences be damned, I'm fulfilling a campaign promise. Or maybe it's because he has business dealings with Turkey and he wants to make sure that he maintains those and grows those so when another authoritarian leader who he admires, Erdogan, says, you know what would be really helpful to me, in turn which could be helpful to you, is if you withdraw from Syria. And, and and maybe there's another two or three other options in there. I'm, I'm going with C. You think it's the business dealing? I think everything he does is for his own personal gain. I, I don't think he cares one iota about America. And that's probably the most frustrating thing when I'm having these conversations with people, right? That's the part they're, they're, they're missing. 
they've been conned to believe that he's actually working for the American people because there's a subsect of people that like this kind of anarchy, right? And they, and they love the corruption and they love, you know, what they see as a, a, a tearing down of institutions that they feel have uh, wrongfully, uh, you know, they've been a victim of, right? So, you know, and, and that seems to be who he's catering to. But that's the byproduct. What really he's doing is just thinking about Trump. That's all he ever thinks about. I, I saw another great article about um, how if you look at everything he touches, it is all for politicization, politicalization, politics, right? I mean, that's what, and, and why would he be doing, why, when, you, when, when you're doing things just strictly for politics, it's all about you. Right. You know, we know why Mitch McConnell does things. Right. Because he just wants to be reelected. Yeah. You know, um, and he wants the, the, the party to maintain power, whether it hurts the American people or not. And so when you're politicizing everything, I got it out that time. <laughs> uh, you know, then you don't really care at all about the consequences uh, and the effects to other people outside your tribe. And, uh, you know, I I think it's always, it's always been about him. You know, you you brought up that word consequence a couple times already. Mm -hmm. I don't think his train of thought ever figures consequences into anything, in anything he does. I don't think he weighs, if I do this, this is what's going to happen. I don't think that ever enters his his thinking process. It, only in terms of his own personal consequences. I'm not even sure there. I, I think he just, I think what he does is when he looks at a situation, is like, what's my gain going to be? But I don't think he ever looks and says, what's my gain going to be? And then this happens. I, I don't think that I got to believe he has avoided prison at least thinking about that amount of risk. I mean, you you and I, we make value judgments every day. Everyone does, right? Not sure about knobs. But <laughs> but people make value judgments every single day, right? We, we, we draw moral equivalencies to things. Um, you, you know, we... We decide what's right and wrong, but we don't just put them into the context of, is this going to keep me out of jail? <laughs> That's not our bar. At least I hope not, right? I mean, we, you know, we, we, we do things because, you know, for whatever reason, they make us feel good or we, we're helping people or because, you know, there's a righteousness to it, whatever it is. I, I think that people like Trump, people like Giuliani, which... You know, we'll, we'll talk more about that. But I think their their value judgment is, am I going to stay out of jail? I don't care. I will enrich myself. I will screw these people over. I won't pay these contractors. I can let these people die as long as I don't go to jail. So I think he has that much calculation. Because otherwise, he would have been in jail. I mean, he should be in jail for Trump Foundation. He should be in jail for Trump U. He should be in jail for the casinos. And he has, either him or his lawyers, have had the calculations to say, um, you know, 
at worst, you'll get fined. These are civil infractions, you know. Before um, uh, be before we started today, you know, we, we talked about plausible deniability, right. right? That's that that is the the caveat. That's the that's the risk. Okay, uh, all I have to do is have a have a scheme where I can claim plausible de deniability, and that gets me out of trouble. And it's it's been in politics for a long time. I mean, that's not new. To, to Trump, most politicians think that way, right? You know, because the biggest question that you never want, you know, people to ask about you is, what did you know and when did you know it? <laughs> I mean, you know, that, that usually means you could be going to jail. And plausible deniability answers both those. I didn't know that, right? I mean, I didn't know when I didn't know it, right? <laughs> and here's why, right? So I, I think that's that, that's what he works under. I, I think he is smart enough to... to, to to think that much, or at least has had people that have thought that much about him, right? I mean, I, I think when you look at Cohen, I think Cohen was always trying to set up plausible deniability for Trump. I, I also wonder if his thinking on things like this is that I'll just do it, go forward, you know, full throttle, and won't even worry about consequence until I get blowback. Because remember the first time, like, yep. pulling out of Syria, remember the blowback he ran into? And he walked it back. But yep. now this time, he's not going to be able to walk this back. He He's going to own this one because there's no going back on what he's done. Well, he lost Mattis over it, right? Yeah. And who McMaster both? I know Mattis for sure. I'm not about... There, there were two people that I heard that he lost over this issue, you know. And I think we also have to put this in 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 like real context. He's really not bringing like troops home. Well, no, especially because there's special forces. Uh, right, special they're off to forces, another gig. They're they're going to another special place. Yeah, that's what they do. Mm -hmm. And you know the the stupidity of doing this. This is not about homecomings. No, no, no. Some of our friends, what you're opposed to troops coming home, right? No, they're not gonna come home. They're just gonna. Go. They're still. There. These are career people. Yeah, yeah. If you're special forces, you don't go home much. Uh, <laughs> right, right. I, I mean, until you're burnt out and you decide not to re up. Yeah. So you know, uh, yeah. This is. We're not gonna have a parade for these people. You know. And I'm, you know, I don't mean to say these people. You know, you know what's so <laughs> stupid about? That's my line. <laughs> I always say that. What, what's stupid about him? pulling our troops back is they actually had kind of obtained best case scenario they had around a thousand yes. u.s special forces troops there and they had like sixty thousand kurds doing all the fighting yes losing all the bodies they'd lost like eleven thousand people in this war against isis and containing isis not wiping it out completely but pretty much decimating isis right in this campaign the U.S. had lost six people. Think about that. Right. In, in an active war environment, theater, is that what yep. they call it? Yep. Active theater, for you to lose six people? I mean, you can't ask for a better leverage situation than what they had. It was humming like a machine. They had things pretty much... It was stable. And, and, and what does dumbass and do? Dumbass can't help dumbass. Dumbass goes in and is dumb. 
And those thousand troops kept Turkey at bay. Yes. And I mean, it, 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 it really was in many ways a peacekeeping force. I mean, they were fighting ISIS terrorists, but it was also a peacekeeping force to make sure that, you know, they didn't try and overrun the Kurds and start, I don't even know, a regional war, a civil war. I, you know, because the Kurds don't really have a home, so I don't know. You know, I don't know, Fred, maybe you know. I, I don't even know what the rub is between the Turks and the Kurds. Nope. I, I mean, is it historical? Is it, I, I, I don't know if it's about land. I don't, you know. What part of the world are they in? The Middle East. <laughs> There's no understanding. Careful here, Fred. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't understand a lot of that stuff. You know, it, it goes back so far. and Some of it does. Yeah. I mean, like, the, the hatred, you know, just because of ethnicity is difficult for us to grasp, right? We're, well, we're, a lot, we're, we're a lot not, of it's not, based in religion, and I think that right. really supercharges. I mean, what if we hated the Canadians this much? <laughs> not the Don't Canadian we? rock bands. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I don't know if he's going to get enough blowback to. Is is it is the genie out of the bottle? Oh, I, I don't I do yeah. not think they can walk this back. I think it's too late because he's obviously given the green light to Erdogan. Yes. Well, that's the way Erdogan took it. He, he he's <laughs> claiming crazy too. he's claiming oh I, I we're not condoning what they're doing. Look, you told him go ahead, do what you're gonna well, do. Well, then he told then he told us if they did anything against the Kurds. Will just decimate their economy. economy. Yeah. Really? Um, and, and then I guess just yesterday he also made another claim about... Aren't they you know, threatening sanctions on Turkey now? It's like, <sighs> really? What What are you talking about? You gave, you green-lighted them to go in there and wipe people out for, what is it, a 200-mile strip by 20 miles? They want to... Do people Do people even fall for the sanctions bullshit? <sighs> I think that's just CYA. They're I, I just covering their ass. Any, anytime I hear that we're going to be sanctioning somebody, you know, I don't care if it's Obama. I'm, I'm like, I, I just don't see that they they really hold much. Uh, because if, if, if they're doing something wrong, we should have been sanctioning them before. like, And not just 50% of the sanctions, 100% of the sanctions, right? I mean, if, if we can, if, if there are levers and tools that we have to put maximum pressure on other countries and other states to do the right thing. Why would you only, you know, you know, put the noose around their neck and not kick the chair out from underneath them, right? I mean, you. you... Well, I mean, the, the... <laughs> bad analogy. I don't know. No, but, but it, it, you know, in a nonviolent way is what I'm talking about. But mm-hmm. I, but I, I just, I, whenever I hear the term sanctions, I'm, I'm always like, yada yada yada. Well. I, I think they work depending on how they're applied. So I mean, individual sanctions if they can freeze people's money, but I, I, I roll my eyes at that too because chances are if you have enough money in, uh, you know, uh, what, what's the, what's the bank? Um, Deutsche Bank. No, but what's the other one uh, that was really corrupt? The one that Wilbur Ross was in charge of, Corsica. Oh, was that that one that was in Chicago or whatever? Uh, no, it was an offshore's bank. He was a... Anyway, if you have enough money in there 
that some other government can come and freeze it, you probably have enough money elsewhere where you're doing okay. You yeah, know, you're not selling your yacht. <laughs> so, yeah, of course the super wealthy want to be super wealthier. That's what drives them. But I don't know that, you know. I mean, we have sanctions on, on Putin and his, and his buddies tying well, up their assets. Right? They, they, I guess that was sort of my point in Doesn't that it depends on the sanction and how they're applying it because when those sanctions were applied against Russia, that's Russia's whole purpose of getting into our elections, placing dipshit in the White House, is to get those sanctions taken off. They don't like them. They it's right. crippling their economy supposedly. No, it's crippling them. You know, and, and then when when you're talking about economic sanctions against the whole country, you have to weigh out the facts. Is it going to move the government, or are you just going to hurt the people? The people. They pass it along. And 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 you know, do the people have the ability then to flip that government? Mm. You know, and if they don't have the ability to flip that government. And they're just going to be suffering more. And you're hoping that there's a there's a peasant uprising, you know, like in France or something like that. Good luck with that. That that that, that to me. Um, so I, you know, I, I don't necessarily know what the answers are. But when I hear about sanctions against Turkey, I really don't think. Uh, I think it's too little, anything. too late. And I I don't think the threat of sanctions is going to get Erdogan to pull back. I think. He got what he's been wanting for a long time, and he I just think it's full throttle, and he's not looking back. Yeah. You know, I, I heard a story this morning that Turkey was actually shelling yes. U.S. forces mistakenly because we pulled back a lot of our forces, but there were still some there just kind of buttoned things up or whatever. Turkey is shelling the U.S. troops, and... They were about to re- start returning fire in self-defense, and I guess it stopped. Nobody was hurt, hmm. but can you imagine that if they would have like wiped out a battalion of you know special forces? Absolutely, I can imagine, right? Uh, you know, it's, it's it's not out of the realm of possibilities. I mean, it's chaos, right? Certainly, civilians are being killed. Yeah, and I this is this blood is on Trump's hands. Uh, who's? <laughs> You spoke the name. How do we punish him, knobs? Uh, sanctions. We are going to sanction you. We're going to sanction you. Do not get a second beer. You are sanctioned from alcoholic consumption for the rest of this show. I may not want the second beer. <laughs> Is it that bad? I know. I know. Knobs doesn't. Yeah, I, I had a. I'm oh, you saw it? Mm-hmm. No, I, I have a feeling. You guys, you guys are colluding. Yeah. Yeah. No, no collusion. No collusion. No collusion here. It's a witch hunt. It's a hoax. <laughs> Fake news. Uh, speaking of witch hunters and hoax, how do you like the way this Ukraine thing is now connecting itself to the Mueller report? It's beautiful. It thing of beauty. Now, you know, the, the the Trumpsters of the world are bringing up the Mueller report as you guys tried that and failed. We don't look at it that way, and they can say that all they want, and that's not true. But you know, it, it's really starting to look like these things are connected. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was reading an article in Slate today about uh, one of the big questions on the Mueller report regarding collusion was, why did Manafort give Kalemnik the uh, polling, polling data? Yep. And 
Manafort has never talked about it except for he just thought it would help him get out of debt with him. But that answer is not good enough. Kalemnik took off out of Ukraine to Russia. Right. And he probably did that with the help of people that now we would have liked to have talked to back then and Mueller couldn't. Do you follow me? So you sort of lost me a little bit there. The, Try it again. The, the, the prosecutor in Ukraine at the time let Kalimnik get away. Oh, that was the one that Biden and, right. and the rest of the world was trying to get rid of. Yes. I can't think of what his name is. Yes, but. and he probably let him get away so to avoid, and, and Mueller could never track him down or you know get him to, to speak to them. And that was one of the key pieces that they were missing is, why did Manafort do this? And what did you do? And what did you do with the information? That was the other piece. What did you do with the information? Yeah. I think that's just one of the connections. You know, there's there's this other connection, right? Of these guys that they arrested, Tweedledee and Tweedledum. <laughs> <laughs> those that's, guys. That's, those a better, guys. that's a better analogy than the one you gave the, uh, earlier. Yeah, no, what did you say? They were like uh, a, oh, oh. a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Yeah, they were like Bugs no. Bunny gangsters. No, I, I like to... What, what, would I throw a match in here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those guys. No, no, think of Tweedledee and Tweedledum from the old uh, Alice in Wonderland cartoon. Yeah, that's who they look like. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. Kind of roly-poly. Uh, Eyes kind of far apart. And have you ever seen Rudy Giuliani so happy when he is hanging out with these Jamokes? They are they are just tickled pink. They are quite the trio. They are just giggling. Do you think Rudy was going on the lamb? To Vienna? Yeah. Do you think somewhere he was feeling some heat? I don't know. I, I again, it sounds like a novel, right? But I, I a bad one. I don't know when, when it was I was a one way. Well, I haven't heard if it was a one way ticket. Those guys had one way tickets. Yeah, they had one way tickets to like Frankfurt or something, and then Rudy probably would be at least smart enough not to get a one way ticket. Come on, <laughs> I, I I honestly think that sometimes they're cheaper round trip. <laughs> they're always cheaper round trip, especially international. That's what a lot of people were saying. It's like these guys are total idiots. <laughs> they don't even save a couple bucks, you know. Speaking of a couple bucks, who the hell is paying for Rudy to fly around the world? Is that us? It's got to be, right? It's got to be put, you putting know, on an expensive Dear leader doesn't this. pay anybody that he hires. So where, where's this money coming from for, for, for him to go to the Ukraine, for him to go to Vienna? Where's this money coming from? Who, who Who's got? sponsoring Rudy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have heard like hardly anybody say like, "All right, he's been bouncing around the world the last year, you know, trying to dig this stuff up." Well, how's he getting there? I, that I mean, that that's really bothersome. It's it's still it still really bothers me that if this is official business, we have State Department people, right? I mean, why wouldn't even if even if Trump's real angle here was to investigate corruption, okay, Biden's or otherwise, in, in Ukraine. Why would you send Rudy? You'll send your personal lawyer to do it. It's not his personal lawyer anymore. What is it? He's not sure if he is. He's not sure. He's not sure. He's not sure <laughs> if it's his lawyer or not. And Rudy, as far as he knows, he still is. It just depends who you talk to. Uh, 
Yeah. I mean, I, Rude is saying he's got documentation that he was hired by the State Department. So I'm going to assume the State Department is the one paying for this. But I, I have no idea. What's Rudy worth? What's that? What's he worth? Rudy? Yeah. I don't know. What do you mean? What is he worth? Well, he's flying around the world. Chump change for him. Not that these guys ever do it on their own money, but, um, you know, could he be doing it? I mean, it, it, the whole thing's just so shady. <laughs> <laughs> like, if he's not doing it for somebody, then why is he... Why, why, what would, what would be his interest in doing it on his own dime, right? I mean, that's also stinks. It's a valid question. Yeah. Questions I never thought of before. So um, we got these two clowns. Yeah. Heckle and Jekyll, Tweedledee and Tweedledum, whatever you want to call it. It's amazing they get arrested for campaign finance. And I think that that's the first set of hooks that uh, SDNY was able to put in him. Well, but more's got to be coming. I, I don't know. Like, what? Like I, I, I don't know enough about international law, but, like, what? Well, the, the whole business of them, one of their main jobs was to submarine the ambassador. Is that illegal? Probably. No. I, I, I mean, you know, putting out, you know, false stories, that's not illegal. Maybe it is in Turkey. It's not in the Slander? U.S. Huh? Liable? Come on. Those are those are civil lawsuits. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you, and I've heard other people saying that. I'm just trying to understand what those might be. And I don't want to, you know, go down conspiracy theory, you know, rabbit holes, right? Um, but as the as the prosecutor said, the SDNY prosecutor, these are not small sums of money. These are, you know... Uh, this is not forgetting to disclose. This is not forgetting to check a box. You know, like this is serious criminal campaign finance. And there are degrees of such, right? I mean, look at all the, the way that the administration has omitted stuff from their forms. And it's criminal, but it doesn't get charged, you know. And it probably should, but it doesn't, right? I mean, everybody's above the law except for us three, it seems like. But... Um, yeah, I, I, I think uh, I'd like to know more about what they could be charged with and not just speculation. Well, you, you know what's interesting is um, all the talking head uh, legal types were saying that when these guys got arrested and then they read out the indictment is everybody I heard that is from either the intelligence or... Uh, DOJ or whatever, they were all saying that this reads like there's lots of wiretapping and stuff. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, they had firsthand, SDNY had firsthand knowledge to these conversations between these guys, and guess who they're probably talking with? Yeah. Rudy. Right. Rudy, Rudy yeah. and mm-hmm. maybe even um, Dear Leader. Who knows? I mean, th- these guys are stupid enough. It's a clown show. <laughs> Why wouldn't they talk to him? Um, no, they had, that's who they, they had, were. They, they had dinner with him, I mean. The day before. Right, right, right. And then they were getting on a plane, and then Rudy was going to meet him there a day later. It's, uh, uh, it, those things are not coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just think that it, if there's that strong possibility there's wiretapping, 
Rudy's got some worry in. You, you, what you're not hearing about since they've been arrested is you're you're hearing less about the the conspiracy again, or overusing the word, but the 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 BS of, of the, uh, the the Biden's corruption, because now that's starting to really look like it was trumped up by people like these guys. Oh yeah, yeah. right. So, you know, they were enlisted by Rudy to help do the investigation, air quotes, right? And then, and, and now it turns out that these guys are criminals. So to say that, you know, you know, they're, they're not very good witnesses on your side of, of the aisle to say the, the, the Bidens are corrupt. So I, maybe the best thing that comes out of it is it, it's going to put a, a, a damper uh, over that whole notion of the Bidens being corrupt. I, Because I, I, I'm not hearing much about that. No, that actually has kind of quieted down a little bit. I mean, I think that the, for change, I think the media did a pretty good job of constantly saying BS, BS, BS. They, there's no evidence of corruption by Joe Biden. There's really no evidence of corruption by Hunter Biden, but so what if there is? <laughs> and they, they, they weren't. They weren't letting that narrative really take hold, at least in the mainstream media. Not like they did. I think they may have learned a little, just a little, on the Clinton email thing, right? Let's all we you know. As long as Trump was talking about the emails, then the media was talking about Clinton's emails instead of putting it in the narrative of that dude is fucked up. <laughs> and I think they did that more this time. I think they. You know, they, they weren't going to let that story, or they tried not to let that story gain too much traction. Um, I don't, you know, Biden slipped in the polls a little bit. I don't know if that really was the reason that he slipped in the polls. I mean, it's such a dynamic thing going on there mm-hmm. still. And, and, and Warren has done a lot of things right. Yeah. Um, Maybe a couple of percentage points, maybe, you know, of people that were thinking, oh, maybe there is something to this. But but I I think the media did a better job this time of... of uh, of not showing both sidesism over a uh, fictitious piece of news, um, so hopefully it puts a puts a a nail in that coffin. You know, because because was isn't one of these guys, and again a lot of Russian and Ukrainian names here. Wasn't one of these guys arrested? The one that had the affidavit from some from something that 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 Rudy was touting, saying. Um, you know, I've got this affidavit from this Ukrainian official that the Bidens were under investigation or something like that. He kept, well, he kept holding up this piece of paper on TV. Well, that was a guy, I don't remember his name, but he was the guy in Vienna. <laughs> <laughs> he was. And, and, it, and what Rudy was showing was a sworn statement from this guy mm-hmm. that there was the whole Biden thing. Right. But the problem with this guy is he's under house arrest in Vienna, and the U.S. is trying to extradite him on b- 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 billions dollars of, of, of money laundering or something. And that's what Rudy was yeah. flapping around on TV. But they were trying to figure out, what's the Vienna connection? Why were they heading there? Yeah. Well, that's where that guy is, that it yeah. came up with this sworn statement. You know, one of the things that has really concerned me, uh, going back to the Biden thing, is, you know, there was there was obvious pressure, and I, you know, the, the Trumpsters want to ignore the fact that there was pressure put on Ukraine to investigate the Bidens. Of course, there was pressure put on them. 
I mean, it's so black and white. I, I could read you a, a, a you know, a, a Facebook post that I'm going back and forth on where, no, he, you know, that's not what that meant, you know. Do me a favor, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but pressure has is not in that law. There's nothing to do with pressure. Um, There's nothing to do with quid pro quo. The law was broken when he asked another foreign country to no, no, there was a our, uh, there was a quid pro quo. It doesn't matter though that that they don't need a quid pro oh, quo, oh. and they don't need pressure. Well, okay, two different things. No, no, I'm just saying though that has nothing don't, don't to do for, with what he did wrong. Don't need it for what? For that law to be broken. Okay, forget the law. I'm talking mm-hmm. just strictly about impeachment. But I'm just saying, is there there? You've got dear leader and his uh, sycophants saying he wasn't pressuring him. Doesn't matter if he pressured him. There was no quid pro quo. There doesn't have to be a quid pro quo. Quid <laughs> pro quo for the law to be broken. The law is broken when you approach a foreign country to help interfere with our elections. That's all they need. So all that noise about quid pro quo and pressure i disagree it no that stuff has nothing to do with no 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 what he did wrong here's what i disagree what he did wrong was abuse of power now maybe that's not against the law as a letter of the law but when you're saying i'm withholding uh national security that's extortion well okay yeah but i I don't i don't know that I'm, i'm withholding military aid uh which is detrimental to our national security from you until you dig up dirt on my rival, right? That, to me, is abuse of power. Okay. I, I don't care if it's legal or, you know, you can go down again. The, you, what you said, it's, it's the quid pro quo is not criminal. Now, you can call it extortion and make it that, but I don't see that as it's extorting. I don't think it's extortion. Well, there is quid pro quo. But the point is, is it doesn't matter if there's quid pro quo. That's not what they're going to get him on. See, no, I think that's what they are doing the impeachment on. Well, that's what the impeachment part is the fact that he approached a foreign country to interfere in our elections. Stop. Full stop right there. That's, I think we're, I don't, that's I, all they need. I think we disagree on that. Fred. No, no, that's all they legally need. I, I think need. the impeachment part is based on... Asking that government to dig up dirt and withholding the aid. That's what they're impeaching him on. They're not impeaching him on his subsequent com- comments about, you know, yes, of course, uh, China, you should be doing it. And Ukraine, you should be doing it. And everybody else ought to be uh, uh, involving themselves in our elections. Those are things that came after the fact. But and, I- and, and, they're, and, I, and the question that the, the Democrats are wrestling right now is how much do they want to pile on their impeachment charges because they're still trying to figure out what's going to stick with the American public. But my, my point is, is they don't need that stuff. They, they don't need it. No, it helps. And it's going to be, opinion, it's going to make this stuff. Gonna make he was impeachable. Difference. You know, the first time he said the press is the enemy of the American public, bam, impeachable. Right. I mean, I don't know if I've ever said this on, uh, on, on Potoms of before, but you know, there was a Republican talking, uh, and he was saying that these offenses are not impeachable. Even if they're true, they're not impeachable. Because he was the duly elected president by the American people, right, based on our, you know, r- ridiculous system. 
but of electing presidents. But and he was saying it was it, it, it did not rise to the level of impeachment, even if he did all these things. And I think how sad, like the notion that the electoral college and the voters underneath them could not get it wrong at some point in time in history to me is is, is a poor argument. Of course we can get it wrong. Of course we could, you know, vote in somebody that is unfit for office, even if they're not even breaking the law. We could vote in somebody who is not up for the job. The bar for impeachment should be low, not high, because I want the best people. And if you're not up to the task, I, you, you know, I, I think I have said this before. I, I didn't understand Pelosi's calculation. You know, if if you're a bad fit, this this doesn't have to tear the country apart. This isn't a uh, this isn't going to hurt the country. I don't think impeachment hurts the country. I I I I can't rationalize that in my mind. If the guy doesn't work out, off he goes. That's what happens in corporate world. Yeah, yeah we, they, we that wrong guy gets we, hired. We put this impeachment up here as 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 as, as some sort of you know. Um, you know, some sort of a level, some sort of a, a unattainable kind of thing. I mean, uh, you know, even Bill Clinton didn't get convicted and got impeached for lying under oath, right? Now we know what he lied for, okay? But, you know, the idea is to set the bar low, you know? And if they would have removed him from office, I don't think the whole world would have come down and crashed down. American, American politics would have crashed down anywhere, right? And And so... You know, going forward, I want our next presidents, plural, to understand how good they have to be. Or you know what? Out you go. I impeach every single one of them. <laughs> if they don't, if, if they're unable to uphold, you know, the basics of our democracy and constitution and, and system of norms, uh, those kinds of things. And that's what, you know... He, who, he who shall not be named doesn't do. He, you know, he destroys them all, ignores them all. And, uh, you know, that bar, the, the, the bar for the presidency has to be really high. The bar for impeachment should be really low. I, I, I just I just don't care, you know. You're getting no argument from me. We're, we're, we're better off without a president right now. Yeah. <laughs> he could break less things. <laughs> Well, it's going to be fun to watch this play out. It's going at a pretty good clip. Uh, it is. The, um, this. What do you think about you talking impeachment, the bars and the Pompeos? I, I I don't understand why bar has not been brought up for impeachment already. Yeah, I I, I again, honestly again, do, do not understand. Uh, again, that. the bar should be low. Oh, no pun intended. Real low. You know exactly. If if if, if if he's not working on behalf of the American people, <laughs> easy there, Fred. <laughs> uh, um, you know, then out you go and we find somebody else that is. Well, it's it was funny. It's the last night I'm watching the news and they're, th- they're throwing around the point, do you think Pompeo is going to be impeached? It's like, wait, put him in line. Barr should be the first one. Mm-hmm. Because Barr is the one that is buggering up everything. Because th- there's a lot more that could be 
being done if it wasn't for the DOJ having their arm twisted behind their back, a la bar. Mm -hmm. I mean, he takes away the ability for that part of government to function properly. And, and we wouldn't be in a lot of this mess if it wasn't for him. Yeah. Secretary of State, yeah, we'll get to him. And and I think Pompeo ought to be uh, impeached. I, I would love to see that because that jackwad thinks he's running for president in 2024. He really does. Yes. He, he's setting himself up and he's he's got his sights set. So I... I, I, I don't understand why Barr is like getting this hands-off treatment. I think they should be going after him. Get his ass in there and let's go on him. There, uh, Run a couple. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, you know, when you say get him in there, I, I guess you mean, you know, for public hearings. Yeah. But uh, you, you know what the game is. I mean, it's obstructionism. And, and it's not a bad play. By the administration just to obstruct, right? I mean, we look at it as another impeachable offense for every time that they obstruct, ignore a subpoena, stop a witness, whatever, okay? But their calculation is that person is more damning with testimony, testimony oh, sure. than the obstruction, which will go away after time, and we can tie that up into the courts forever. Um, and here's the most frustrating part, I think. Did the Democrats anticipate that? Like, did they anticipate he's not going to cooperate, so what is our next move? You know, I, I like to know the answer before I ask the question all the time. And they should be calculating the fact that he's going to stop witnesses from testimony. He's not going to, you know, adhere to subpoena power. So what are we going to do? Instead of, well, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. I, 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 I do think... You know, the Democrats have to, and maybe they are, but I don't see it, have to be a little smarter about how to play the obstructionism. Because I don't think it's going to resonate with the American people. It's certainly not going to resonate with Trumpsters and probably not even many swing voters. Swing voters. You know, you know they're, they're waiting to hear, just like how quickly the, the, the telephone call resonated with people, right? The quid pro quo, right? People caught on to that very fast, Okay. They, they, they need to hear it from people. They need to have that testimony to say that what this guy is doing is corrupt. And obstruction is is a good game for them to play. Yeah, but what, I'm not optimistic what, is, what, is what I'm saying. What are their options? Because if, if they want to... First of all, I would only go subpoena. I wouldn't ask anybody. I would cut right to the subpoena. Well, sure. No, no. No, no. I, I totally agree. I, I'm for arresting people. Whether you agree with that or not, I know no, no, you no. don't. I, I, no, I am, but there's a legal process to do that. So, you know, and, and, and yes, I do believe they have to do that. That So start start the wheels turning on getting the sergeant of arms over there or getting, you know, the FBI or whatever is necessary. You know, understand what courts you have to go to and which judges you have to do to get expedited decisions. You know, the administration, anytime that they're under pressure... They seem to be able to get a stay or a junction or whatever, you know, uh, a ruling from the Supreme Court in three days' notice, right? The Dems don't seem to be able to do that. <laughs> well, I, I think what they're doing, though, as far as, like, every time you get somebody saying, I'm not coming to testify, and they say, we're throwing it on the obstruction pile, 
I think that's smart because they're they're continuing to move. Because if they try and run it through the courts, we're going to be here for years. Uh, right. Right. Now, I'm not saying that the Dems have a lot of tools. I, w- I would just like to see them, you know, m- maybe come out and say what they're going to do ahead of time. Like, instead of saying, well, you know, well, what if, what if they don't testify? Well, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. You know, we're anticipating that they're going to be here. They don't answer that question. Why not just say, well, here's what we can do. Well, I think I think in in just saying it's yeah. just more obstruction. That's all they can do. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think I, I there's got to be there's got to be more tools. Well, I think I think if they go into an actual impeachment, that the articles of impeachment are produced, it sounds like from what I'm hearing that at that point the dam breaks open. That once they're in articles are done and they're in the actual impeachment. That's when all those obstruction is going to go away in a lot of cases. They will obstruct all the way to the end. They will. All so, right. So at that point, it, it, there should be courts in their back pockets. Saying, no, you have to do it. Court orders. So you believe they're going to defy the court orders as well? I, I Absolutely, I do. Okay. Yeah. And just anticipate it. Just anticipate that, right? That's that's all I'm really asking them to do. And, you know, throw some shots across the bow about if you do this, this is how we're going to act. We have the power to do it. Just arrest them all. Mm-hmm. Bottoms up. Bottoms up. Bottoms up. All right. Well, it's time to go to the treasure trove to see what beer number two is. And since Blatto is much closer to it and he provided beverage. Well, before we get to it. Oh, before, oh. before we get to it, let's wrap up uh, the last uh, beer, Oktoberfest, uh, from Bell's. Yeah. Fred? Uh, uh, it just never really got me off of uh, first base, so I'm going to say meh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Nob's just still sticking with the for me? Yeah, I'll stick with the for me. I liked it. Yeah. I- I'm going to go not for me on that. Hmm. Uh, not because I didn't enjoy it. Uh I didn't. I don't think it's an Oktoberfest, and maybe maybe I don't like the the Marzahn style of Oktoberfest beers. I kind of felt like they slapped an Oktoberfest name on it, so, and, and 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 maybe I'm comparing it to other Oktoberfest beers that I've had, uh, which we don't. You know, we, we try and shun away from. But if I want an Oktoberfest beer and I have a choice of several that I'm looking at, and that's one of them, I'm not ordering that one. So what? So again, I'm not very experienced with those. What is it about the beer that makes it an Oktoberfest? Is there a particular? To me, it's got to be rich and malty. It's got to be an a, an amber ale, maybe with you know some extra spices in there, um, and uh, not the hoppiness. And, okay. and so, it's the hoppiness of the Marzahn to me that just says, okay, I don't I don't see I don't feel like I'm drinking an Oktoberfest beer. So it's more about how they have it labeled. Despite this one being potentially more traditional of an Oktoberfest, based on what we learned? Uh, true. Yes. Yeah, because of the Oktoberfest beers that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. You know. <laughs> you can't handle the truth. <laughs> um, yeah, I, 
I'd, I'd, I'd have to try more Marzons, maybe, right? right? But I, I did see another Marzon at the store, um, and I and, I, and when I bought this one, uh, I didn't know notice it was a Marzon until later, mm -hmm. you know. And so I was curious because I thought oh, we haven't ever done a Marzon, okay? Um, and it's just really like you said, it's, it, it's brewed with more hops yeah. to, to last for the summer. Earlier today, we were talking about uh, craft beers in uh, other states. Yep. Uh, and I mentioned I was down in Atlanta for this, not, not for this Oktoberfest thing. I did this, right? But I was in Atlanta for business prior to visiting my friends there. And Atlanta, or Georgia, but at least Atlanta, they have no idea what craft beers are. Zero. And on two different occasions... It doesn't surprise me no, for some on reason. On two different occasions, I ordered a particular beer... And what I got was not what I ordered. And the waiter said, yes, this is the Amber Lager. And, and, and it was an IPA. <laughs> and I'm like, no, this isn't an Amber Lager. It's not even Amber-ish. <laughs> like, excuse me, sir. I run a craft beer podcast. Uh, this is I know those, what I'm talking about. This is one of those times because the guy's like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, I'm sure. Do you slide sure. him a bottoms up sticker? Um, and uh, there were two restaurants that I went to. And and ordered, uh, oh, and the other one was I wanted a wheat beer. Now, I suppose not all wheat beers have to be cloudy in color, mm -hmm. but most of them are, and most of them have a nice citrus flavor, and most of them aren't too hoppy, right? I mean, it was like, I, this is a wheat beer, and these were these were local beers, so these were Atlanta or Atlanta or Georgia area made beers. So I'm trying the local stuff. Mm -hmm. And every time I ordered one of these local beers, it was completely different than what I was expecting. And they all tasted like peat. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that would have been good had they had a peach beer, right? They didn't even, but yeah. You'd think that would be first on the list to, yeah, ta to tackle so, in Atlanta, yeah. either that or a Coca-Cola beer. Uh, the, you know, the second time it happened, I just had to shake my head. I'm, I'm like... I ordered a wheat beer. I'm not getting wheat beers. I ordered an amber lager. I'm not getting an amber lager. Interesting. Yeah. I have a funny story to try to make it short. We ended up walking in uh, to this sports bar in the touristy area of uh, Atlanta. Um, and we didn't want to go there, but circumstances, we ended up at this place. And it was called the Atlanta Braves Gourmet Sports Bar. So we walk in and we're, we said to the hostess, you know, need a table of four or whatever. And, and so we're waiting for a table and I said to her, I said, so what's gourmet about this sports bar? And she says, the prices. <laughs> nice. I love it. And I, I think she actually like thought about it then. Like, I don't think it was like a canned line that she yeah. had ready to you know to, to to dish out when people asked she kind of thought about it and she goes the prices <laughs> like i don't think anyone's ever ever asked her the question before it was very funny that's pretty good okay so uh now to the treasure trove right beer yeah. number two what you got oh well we've got here a jaw jacker which is an ale with spices Cinnamon, allspice, and allspice and nutmeg from Arcadia. And question about whether or not we had had an Arcadia beer before, but I don't believe we um, have. 
Now, what's really what, this is? I I was thinking of you when I when I got this knobs, but you do that a lot. Um, sometimes, <laughs> yeah. Wow, yeah, that's you know. nice. Uh, Not if, weird I, at all. If, I, if I'm you know if I'm ordering some seafood fettuccine, I'm thinking of knobs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, it doesn't say on the label that this is a pumpkin spice beer, but look at the label. Oh yeah, I, I saw that. Yeah, and, yep. and it says pumpkin spice beer on the carrier or that little cardboard thing. Yep. Is there a word for that thing? Carrier. Carrier is pretty legit. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not. It's the description, but I don't know. Is that is that what the people in the industry call it? You know, how many of those carriers can you knock out for? You know, no, anyway. Uh, so anyway, it did say pumpkin spice on the carrier, but it doesn't say it on the label, uh, because I certainly wanted to have a pumpkin spice beer. And I'm wondering if they're dodging. I think they're 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 playing both yes. sides of the fence. Yeah, they they don't want to be, uh, you know, pigeonholed in, into. Pumpkin thing. You know, uh, so Katie's been established since 1996. So it's a, it's a, where, where are they from? Kalamazoo. Kazoo. So, I got a gal. So in we, we, we've had a, we've had a Kalamazoo theme today. A zoobly zoo. Right. Yeah. Bells and now uh, now Arcadia. Well, let's pour up this pumpkin pie and see what we got. Jaw Jacker. It's a 6%. I like the name, Jaw Jacker. Uh, I do too. It's kind of catchy. It's a lighter color beer for fall beer. Um, anything other They don't have a back. They don't really tell you much about it. Um, I'm going to assume. Well, I'll, I'll have a taste first. but so interesting yep. smells. Got got a pretty good head on it. Yep, good head. Spicy uh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. The nutmeg. It's a little darker than our last beer. Um, yeah, I got a. Yours, yours definitely. I think it's like a little cloudy, right? Yep, cloudy. But like a good wheat beer should be. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. <laughs> this spicy. I'm not sure how I feel about it. You don't want to like it. I don't want to, and I don't think I do. <laughs> uh, I, I think I do. I think I do like it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I, I keep I tasting. Taste, I taste the spices, but I'm not sure. I'm detecting pumpkin. I don't detect much pumpkin, which I'm a little disappointed. Mm. With, I, I'm getting a lot of nutmeg. That's what. That's what I. I, I got that with the. Uh, with the bouquet. Uh huh. Um, and put your proboscis in it. How, how how good are my taste buds to pick up on cinnamon? Yeah, yeah, it's there. Hmm. Now, isn't it allspice a combination of nutmeg and cinnamon? <laughs> <laughs> no idea. I mean, that that's a bold move to even call your spice allspice. I mean, is it is it a spice? I don't even know. Wouldn't that be weird if it wasn't? <laughs> I'm gonna Google it right now. Who do we? Right. Who, who would be our go-to person to answer that question? Would Half Pint know that? Miranda. She's the one that went through uh, culinary school. Okay. Uh, it is actually from a plant. Yeah, I thought it was a spice. Yeah. It's a spice called all. Why spice. is it called all spice though? I guess it has flavors of cinnamon, cloves, nutmeg, and pepper. Well, I was pretty close with what but I said. It is actually a plant that has those flavors in it. Hmm. So they don't just mix those spices together and call it all spice. 
the plant just tastes like every spice. What's the scientific name for that plant? <laughs> uh, pimenta dioca? So they ought Don't to call quote it me on that. Dioca spice. Yeah. Dioca spice. I like that better. Hmm. Then there's no confusion. I was going to say, it'd be a lot less confusing. Uh, yeah, so I'm picking up on the spices. So it, it, is there or isn't there pumpkin in this beer? It's on the label. I could have sworn it was on the carrier, but maybe not. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to double check that when, when I get home. I didn't bring the carrier with me. I'm not, I'm not tasting it myself. And maybe the reason that they... They didn't include the pumpkin is because of the backlash <laughs> that is currently underway in America over anything pumpkin spice. Yep. Uh, uh, <clears throat> more yep. information. I could, because I'm just here at the Google. Breaking news is now um, they say it on TV. Get your news here. Overplayed. Way overplayed. Absence. Of pumpkin in the recipe. What? Say oh, oh, you looked up the beer. Yeah. Say no. it again. I'm yeah, sorry. There is no pumpkin in the beer. Oh. So why do they show a pumpkin on the label? It's the arrival of fall. That's what it says. It's the celebration of fall. Oh my god, what a fail. <laughs> what a fail on my part. This is, this is going down as one of the great nope. <laughs> no miscues. Pumpkin. In Potom's Up History. No pumpkin spice? Might be for me now. I know, but the whole <laughs> idea was to bring you a pumpkin spice beer for our pumpkin spice segment. <laughs> this is... I don't, I don't even know... Where, okay, so let's talk about uh, the backlash on all spice. It's, it's all spice <laughs> minus pumpkin spice. <laughs> is even is there pumpkin flavor in all spice? No. Anything? No, that's what I'm saying. There's no pumpkin spice in all spice. It's not truly at all. Uh, wow. Okay, so Arcadia might have done something right. I had, there was another option. There was another option. Of course, of with Arcadia? No, with a pumpkin spice beer. <clears throat> oh, you, one of them I picked up and put down was the uh, the Laughing Pumpkin. Jolly Pumpkin? No. Uh, screaming Pumpkin. The, the one we did with um, GZ. Is that the aged one he brought? Yes. Yeah, I remember that one. Wasn't that Screaming Pumpkin? It was Bad Pumpkin. It was... I did not like that. You, you know... I think at the time I may have... I think at the beginning you did, but at the end you didn't like that. I don't know. Um, anyway, so... That was a big letdown considering it they was They reintroduced like a, that. Aged Because remember it was like a... It, 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 very seasonal for them yep. and he was telling us that sometimes they have it and sometimes they don't. He had one that was like two years old. Yep. Um, uh, so that was one option that they had. I picked up thinking, well, I think we reviewed it, but would it be different this time around? Blah, blah, blah. And then I saw this one, but I know that there was also a third choice for a pumpkin spice beer at the, uh, at the local party store. Um, anyway, uh, you know, what's odd is I was at my local beer store today and I don't remember even seeing a pumpkin spice beer and they got a lot of beer. I, I don't remember, like, I went to the the current display. They have an area where the stuff that's just come in, mm. they had a lot of Oktoberfest, but I didn't see a single uh, pumpkin spice. Maybe he's not selling it. Maybe that's why I like him. <laughs> he doesn't carry it. <laughs> All right, so 
if I'm picking up on what you're throwing down, you're anti-pumpkin spice. Uh, as much as I can be, yeah. I mean, I, we Nobbs was the, you know, kind of kind of brought this to the table and said he's way over it, right? Are you over it because of saturation, or are you over it because the flavor is just that bad? Oh. The, the flavor is not my cup of tea. Yeah. It's not my pumpkin spice cup of tea. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, it is saturated, I think. And the list of stuff that they have just to call it pumpkin spice is a little out of control and ridiculous. Where is my uh, Vox article? On pumpkin spice, uh, so it, it's really kind of interesting. Uh, I did some quick Google searching on pumpkin spice mm-hmm. and pumpkin spice hating, and there's <laughs> there's no shortage. I love it when you take like a little topic that you think is something that most people don't care about, and then you Google it, and then there's just like a stream of you know information yeah. and blogging and, and whatnot. And uh, I thought. Uh, I really don't care that much about uh, pumpkin spice as a flavor one way or another, you know. And a lot of this, you know, goes, they, they talk about how this goes back to, I think it was 2008 was the introduction of the PSL by Starbucks, mm-hmm. right? The pumpkin spice latte, and that started the craze. Um, and, uh, uh, oh, here it is. Um uh, Vox writes, for example, back in 2014, at the height of the pumpkin spice mania, this very website described the PSL as an unctuous, pungent, saccharine brown liquid, equal parts dairy and diabetes, served in paper <laughs> cups and guzzled down by the leader. <laughs> equal parts dairy and diabetes. <laughs> um uh, and what they're talking about, uh, what their angle was on this, uh, is there's the backlash, and then there's the backlash of the backlash. <laughs> and that's where we're at today. So you had the pumpkin spice mania, mm-hmm. then there was the backlash in like 2016, and now there are a couple articles that kind of talk about get over it. If you like it, enjoy it. If you don't, don't, but stop complaining about pumpkin spice. <laughs> <laughs> But you almost can't help it because (laughs) you are bombarded from every direction. Autumn, Mm -hmm. I don't know if this happens around the entire country. I don't know if in California they do the pumpkin spice thing. But being up here where we truly experience fall, once this hits, it's everywhere. You can't, it's, it's pancakes from IHOP. It's donuts from Dunkin' Donuts. Mm -hmm. It's, um pumpkin spice latte from starbucks and the list goes on and on you can't I, I get away from it you go to ruth chris what, what do you, what do you, you get pumpkin what do you got on your spice list there? steak now what do you got on your list uh oreos coffee oh. creamer yogurt cream cheese jello pudding cheerios marshmallows peeps and pop tarts yeah just yeah. some of the big ones that and I hummus that was in one of your oh, articles, sure. Blotto. Hummus. I'm like, <laughs> it's not hummus anymore if it's pumpkin spice. What, they, what did they say to dip in it instead of vegetables? <laughs> oh, graham crackers. <laughs> it's not hummus. Why are you dipping graham crackers in <laughs> yeah. hummus? 
right there, that argument yeah. is yeah. blown out. Uh, that that should kill the whole entire industry, right there. How about pumpkin spice almonds? Oh. <laughs> like 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 they're almonds, right? Yeah. You need to add the. I mean, you know, wasabi almonds or sea salt almonds, whatever. You know, coat them a little bit. You don't need to change the flavor. <laughs> so, you know, now it's pumpkin spice mm-hmm. almonds. Yeah, here, here, Jif, I guess, might have a pumpkin spice. What, a peanut butter? Yeah, yeah. The, it's listed here, so I, I don't know. Yeah, to put on your pumpkin spice marshmallows and <laughs> your pumpkin spice graham crackers. and. Um, now, did you did, did, did you happen to catch any uh, anything about what, what isn't pumpkin spice that no. people thought were? Uh-uh. No. Besides jawjacker? Condoms. <laughs> so a couple of years ago, this thing went through the internet uh, that they that one of the condom makers had come out with pumpkin spice condoms, <laughs> and 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 Snopes had to do an article about it <laughs> that it was fake. <laughs> but a lot of people believe that there is such a thing as pumpkin spice condoms. <laughs> Dear Lord, um, you know fake news. There are there are things in here about how it just ruins people's fall. For those that don't like the pumpkin spice, like you said, they can't get away from it, right? But on, but on the other side of it, just playing devil's advocate, in in those articles, they were talking about the amount of pumpkin spice lattes sold by Starbucks. It's astronomical so 200 million 200 million so in and i think in that article that that the idea almost got squashed because they didn't believe it would be a good marketing flavor for them Mm -hmm. but somebody i think you know overwrote the you know the whole idea of doing it and they went forward with it and like by the next year they had made this unbelievable amount of money on this crazy gamble and but my point is is that it seems like everybody you talk to hates this but yet there's this underground pumpkin spice Mm -hmm. movement that's it yeah yeah you know the someone's buying this stuff up you don't sell 200 million cups of pumpkin spice latte well one is because haters you know people like seasonal things right so it's the specialness of it i suppose um but the idea that people really like this flavor i think is what what what's baffling what people question are you getting the psl just because it wasn't available a month ago kind of like the shamrock shake (laughs) which is also Pretty awful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I agree with that. <laughs> okay. Uh, the McRib. I, I, oddly enough, I like. <laughs> I do, too. I do, too. It's a guilty pleasure. It doesn't taste like ribs. No. Nope. It's it's very, very mushy and fatty and <laughs> loaded with sauce. What wouldn't you like? But it's good. <laughs> That's right. Uh, let, me, let me ask you this question. What do you like with pumpkin flavor? I can only think of two... Possibly three things with pumpkin flavor that I like. Pumpkin pie, of course. I li- I honestly like a good pumpkin pie. I'm very met on pumpkin pie. Yeah. I, I will have pumpkin pie, but 
Uh, there's lots of well, other you players. have steak for Thanksgiving, so I you, you're not a good source. We are heading down that road again <laughs> this year. I think you should. Well, fully support. Uh, we're we're at we're at a we're, we're at a crossroads because we don't know what's happening with all the family situations. Uh, so the second thing I like with pumpkin flavor, and it's very close to pumpkin pie, is pumpkin seeds, especially like okay, at Halloween. Pumpkin, right. That's yeah. But I'm I'm saying I like. Because they're the seeds, they're the, so they're yeah. sort of different than the pulp or the. They don't taste anything like pumpkins. No, no, I like home, I like homemade pumpkin seeds, and then the what do third, you like on them? Just salt. You want to put some cinnamon and allspice on them? Do that. Allspice? No. Allspice. allspice. Put some allspice. No, 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 no. Just, just salt. Just salt. Just no, salt. Try some allspice on those pumpkins. Some garlic. And then the third, sometimes, <laughs> if if it's made right, is pumpkin bread is okay if it has chocolate chips in it. Never had pumpkin bread. Never? Never. Yeah, I guess I've had pumpkin bread. I think bread. we should make some tonight. <laughs> <laughs> How splendid. Okay. Your turn. Yeah. Uh, you guys are no, both I'm not mad a, on pumpkin pie, eh? Uh, yeah. Um, like I said, if somebody offers me a piece and, and it really has to have the whipped cream. Um, I think I would turn it down. With the whipped cream or without it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it depends what the other dessert offerings are. You know, you know who makes a really good pumpkin pie? Believe it or not, Costco. Costco makes a good it, everything. It's forty-four inches in diameter. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, the piece is as big as my forearm, lengthwise. Right. You know, but it's not a bad pumpkin pie. Can't now, beat the price. Now, 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 here's here's one that really eats it. My liver, pumpkin spice vodka. <laughs> I've never had it, but it sounds dreadful. Yes. It sounds dreadful. Yeah, the the, the meme uh, underneath it sh- uh, says, "Good lord." <laughs> <laughs> that's all it says. Yeah. Okay. Good, good lord. I was waiting for more. You're right. <laughs> I guess that's all you need, really. Uh, pumpkin spice lasagna. Come on. Uh, well, I think they're just having a good time now. I don't know. Is it is it worth hating on? I'm not gonna actively hate on it, but I am tired of just being bombarded by just. It seems like they're trying too hard to just put pumpkin spice in everything. Is it pumpkin fatigue? Sure. Pumpkin spice fatigue. Yeah. It, it, you know what it kind of reminds me of is when they start IPA. paying no Christmas carols on the radio November first. They they do let October thirty first Halloween get mm. by. And then all of a sudden, the Christmas, 24 hours a day are ready. So it, it, it's sort of like that to me. It's being bombarded by it's it. It's just the bombarded, it's oh. the overdone. It's like, all right, there's people out there, I'm sure, that enjoy the pumpkin thing. Let them enjoy sure. it. Leave me alone. <laughs> I've got to get my pumpkin spice deodorant. <laughs> that one is real. Who makes that? I, I, I just... Uh, clicked on it oh the, the the link didn't work so more research uh on that but according to this article uh and they also talk about uh the condoms <laughs> <laughs> apparently it was a thing like uh it says uh, it debuted in 2003 what did i say 2008 or whatever it was as a seasonal drink uh oreos multi-purpose cleaners not just edibles right i mean yeah pumpkin spice like you windex? know clorox and windex <laughs> absolutely yeah pringles Deodorants. Uh, there are Pringles. not condoms, <laughs> so they have to they have to make sure. There's there's two mm-hmm. articles I read to, to, to point out mm-hmm. there are no 
pumpkin spice prophylactics. What Pringles? Are you kidding? <laughs> well, I guess so. Yeah. That's a violation. If eater.com is to be believed. Here, I'll click on, on the, the internet. It has to be true. Um, but we'll see, you know. But the cleaners, sure, there's scents, right? I'll say you know, like the the, the those little plug-in air yeah, freshener things, nightlight light, yep. air freshener things. I was thinking like a pumpkin spice candle would be fine um, for a scent. Not to eat. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm thinking not. No? Is... I mean, do pumpkins really smell that, no, that nice? The spice notes. When you add the spice, yeah. Okay, well, the beer is good because <laughs> it doesn't have the pumpkin, right? Beer is actually not too bad. This almost... Uh, I'm, I'm going to go for me on the you beer. You know what this beer reminds me of is when they um, you have the spiced wine and you heat it up. Mm-hmm. Mm. Which I don't like, but that's what, <laughs> sort, of what it, <laughs> sort of reminds me of that. Uh, because it's spiced, yeah. The spice flavor doesn't find its place in the background. It's it's always up front. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think so is this kind is, of So this is like me. a warm spiced wine, except it's beer and, and cold. cold. Yes. Okay. Yep. <laughs> and the spices won't take their place. <laughs> <laughs> it says here... <laughs> A pumpkin spice latte pairs well with wearing a vest. <laughs> <laughs> and it should and, be a down vest. Uh, and making dorky comments about how crisp the air feels today. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, there's really no shortage. Uh, Actually, it says 424 million PSLs sold worldwide. Oh, hmm. double. Yeah, doubler. Yeah, that and, and yeah, that's that's a very recent article because I think it was a couple of years ago it was the 200 million that, that we saw in in the other uh, article. You think about that. Even at 200 million at Starbucks, mm-hmm. just just a tall, which is the what 12 ounce or whatever. That's four. Dollars plus on the small, because they jack the price up. Think of the money that generates. Unbelievable. Um, well, yeah, but it could be. You know, would they buy that versus something else if it wasn't? You know. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like a, a tall cup yeah. of coffee is like around two bucks. Can we get to the peppermint mocha? Is it too okay. early for the peppermint mocha? Uh. <laughs> hey, I will tell you, and we could do a segment about this. I am one person that could care less how early Christmas starts. Could give a rat's ass. I don't care if stores put their decorations out in July. I don't think they should put them away. <laughs> I honestly don't. I just think you should go into a store. There's a Christmas area. There's your Halloween area. There's your whatever area. Why put them away? You just want to. Every year they come out earlier. Every earlier. Why not just leave like I said? Them? That never bothers me. It, I, people, you know, rant about it like crazy, and we could do a, a segment on it. So we, we'll. Uh, interesting history of the pumpkin spice latte at Starbucks. It almost did not come to pass. Mentioned that already, but go ahead. What? I mentioned that already, but go ahead. Oh, what did you say about it? I said it almost didn't happen. They were overruled by upper management. Did you say that too? Yes. Not in the. Well, I just asked a question. What he said, he said nothing more. 
Carry on. No. Embellish. No, no I'm, I'm not going to continue right. to embarrass myself. <laughs> okay? In front of the world. I'm sure you've got it right, though. I was just riffing off what I remembered from the article. Go ahead. No, honestly, say it. Well, it was it, 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 it was about they didn't feel like it was coffee enough at Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Did you say that, too? No, I okay. didn't. Okay. <laughs> See, this is why it's important for you to... Bring so the yeah, the product, the product management team felt like okay, it, maybe it tastes okay or different or whatever. We can sell a bunch, but it's not coffee. So that and then and then they were ultimately overruled by senior management over the product management, Mr. Uh, Tim Kern. So was there actual coffee in the originals? Well, I we guess so. It's a latte. Okay. Yeah. Um, was there pumpkin in the originals? Oh, and there. See. Did you read? Did you ask that question on purpose? Were you sitting yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, I did. I did not talk about it, but I'm asking you about it. Uh, so in 2015, they changed the original formula and got out of the real pumpkin. They got rid of the real pumpkin? Uh, or about, let's see. 2015 was also the year Starbucks changed its decade-old formula to include actual pumpkin. You, mm. So you read it for the first time rather than simply uh, caramel coloring and pumpkin pie spices. That's the diabetes part, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it has been a cash cow. So if they're putting, what, like pulverized pumpkin in it, you think just so it has some texture? No, just to give it the pumpkin-y. (laughs) Yes. Is that a flavor? Pumpkin's a flavor, I guess. I had, this is a little bit of a tangent. I had some squash noodles the other night. Mm. Squoodles? Yeah, I can, that's a, that's what they should call them. I think they, they do. Are. I think they do. And because uh, <laughs> zucchini noodles are zoodles. Yeah. So it's a. They taste like not. Pump- it's not a big jump to go to squoodles. It, it, to, to me, it tasted and looked like the stuff you scoop out of the inside of the pumpkin. Uh, Pumpkins are squash. Right. right. Squoodles. Yeah, I covered them like in tomato it? sauce and Parmesan cheese, and they were okay. Why'd you do that anyways? Low carb. Oh, okay. That's what I thought. Yes. Same thing. That's the reason some, some, we did zoodles. Yeah, an alternative to, to spaghetti. Um, but you couldn't get rid of the squash. Mm-hmm. Like, it, you know, the, the texture and the flavor and the smell was still very pumpkin-y squash yeah. type. But like I said, enough, enough red sauce, ground beef sauce, Parmesan cheese. The noodles were a delivery system for those other ingredients. <laughs> a carrier. Yeah, a vehicle. <laughs> Have you ever had spaghetti squash? Uh, maybe. <laughs> Just curious. I'm wondering if that's what this was. Mm, no, I don't think so. I don't know. It doesn't sound like it's the same thing. No, I don't think it was. I don't eat much squash. Try not to. It's good for you. <laughs> that's why. It's cousin of the pumpkin. All right, well, i got to hunt me down some pumpkin spice vodka. That's what I've got to do. <sighs> God, dear Lord. You try and let us know how it uh, is. We're going to get some Michigan pumpkin spice vodka. We're going to get three different Michigan <laughs> pumpkin spice vodkas and try them. I defy you to find three. <laughs> it's Michigan. I, I bet you there aren't three okay, people out there willing to risk their reputation. If he finds pumpkin. the three, will you try them? Yes. Okay. Here. Uh, uh, now, let's Google uh, pumpkin spice consumption by state. Oh God! <laughs> where does Michigan rank in the pumpkin spice consumption? We gotta be up there. I Way just, up. There. I just gotta believe we're, we're right. If we don't lead, we're 
one uh, of the leaders. Well, okay, here see, we go. See, is is fall the same in places like Seattle? I don't think so, right? Hmm. Uh, Wisconsin, yeah, Illinois, Michigan, Minnesota, Minnesota, Minnesota. and of course out east. New England. Uh, yes. yeah, New, New England, England for sure. Yeah, so per capita, you might have like a Vermont being number one in pumpkin spice consumption. Anything there, Knobs? They have a lot of vests there as well. <laughs> and crisp air. And crisp air. <laughs> uh, apparently on the West Coast, California, Oregon, Washington, top of the list. No. Yep. Uh, per capita or just total? See, that's, that's where... Uh, I find it doesn't really specify. They don't have fall out there, right? They don't. They don't have. But, but they, they, they want have hot to. and they, hotter. That, that's exactly what I was they just going to say. They, they they're trying to, you know, live the autumn life out there. Yeah. You know what's funny is it makes me it's, think of that's kind of what it uh, talks about here is Utah is also uh, heavy on the pumpkin spice. So is Ohio, but it says uh, you know pumpkin. Midwest enjoying pumpkin is not remarkable, but you can't grow pumpkin in Utah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I uh, speaking of California and fall and all that kind of thing. When I was in the Air Force, I was stationed in Southern California. One of the doctors that I worked with, he was born and raised in California, and he was stationed in California. And then... He had met a young lady, they ended up getting married, and she had some roots, like, back uh, in New England. So when they got married, their honeymoon, they decided to take a trip out to New England for their honeymoon, and it happened to be, like, peak fall. And he came back, and you would think he had seen the most unbelievable thing. He, He had no idea that leaves turn colors and th- this is a highly educated right guy you know just had no exposure to it and when he came back he could not shut up about <laughs> his pictures and the colors in this no i, I this magnificence this. and he's coming from california which is an amazing state yeah. you know and and they do have change color change out there it's different mm, than I think. not in the way that we have it here right when i was in the south earlier in the week I was kind of like, you know, when did they have their color change? And do they? I mean, they have deciduous trees. Mm-hmm. So I, I, it's, I think it's a matter of the way that, you know, the forests are, the density of the forest, that adds a lot to the color. But, you know, you know their, their peak is like mid-November, early November, mid-November. Our peak is like, you know, mid-October. Um, but you don't hear about, you know, people... You know, heading to northern Georgia for the color change. It just doesn't, I just don't think it, it means or looks the same. We'll see. All right. Yep. Well, we, we still hate pumpkin spice, right? <laughs> Are we together not, on this? Uh-uh. No, I'm not a pumpkin spice hater. I am. I'll yeah, say I, I know you are. Yeah. Yeah. It's not for me. I'm, I'm in the, I'm in the, I'm past the backlash. I like I, I I probably complained about it. In you moved to acceptance now, and now it's like, bad, eh, whatever, you know. Not a big yeah. fan. I mean, we are all haters of things orange. <laughs> Bottoms up. <laughs> Bottoms up to the Bottoms up. Out. Out.
Cause baby 